Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Unshot.net. Interview 10, Connor Braven. Part 2. Hello, hello, you are welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Onshaw.net, a weekly podcast about primary education where I talk about what I would do if I were the Minister for Education. It's Simon Lewis speaking. This is part two of my interview with Connor Braden, a teacher working in Dublin um, who has lived in places like New York. Leitrim and Sligo, all those very exotic places. Uh, in the first part, we got to know Connor as a, a writer and a podcaster. But in this part, we're going we're talking about his experience of speaking at the INTO Congress, uh, about his experience of being a gay teacher in Ireland. Thanks so much to Connor for agreeing to talk to us about this really personal story, which uh, if it doesn't shock you, I don't know what will. It certainly took my breath away. Um, So without further ado, let's get on with the second part of this interview. So um, apart from being a very talented writer and podcaster, uh, people listening to the podcast might remember you for a very different reason. Um, Well, uh, well, you wouldn't be on this podcast if you weren't involved in primary education, but you are a primary school teacher. But at this year's INTO Congress, you spoke very eloquently. Now, I wasn't there, unfortunately, but I have been told you spoke very eloquently about your experiences of being a gay teacher in Ireland, and it deservedly received huge praise. So for people that may not have been there like me um, or even heard about this just tell us about the experience because I, I mean I've been to INTO Congress and I would never and I'm, I'm very confident at speaking in front of people I just find I find it incredibly intimidating as a as a, as a conference really mm. tell, just to, I, I'd be really interested to hear about it well okay so um, I'll speak to that thing first uh, like about speaking in Congress it's it is intimidating and it's not it's because the thing is the one thing I love about it, it's it's my third Congress to go to, um, mm. and it's the first, but it is the first time I spoke at it, um, and for me, my nerves were less about the crowd and less about that because I felt very safe. I felt like I knew everyone in the room was on mm. my side in the sense that, you know, we're all teachers, we are all trying to do what's best for our profession, and you know, the INTO and t- the teaching union is a bit of a weird one because we're not just fighting for our, our job we're also mm. fighting for the welfare of children mm. um which can sometimes sometimes it can feel like the, the the it sways too much in one direction and not enough in the other i think yeah um but yeah no so i just i kind of decided i said to myself like i can't i got heavily involved in the INTO a couple of years ago because i was always complaining about the INTO, <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like well I am the INTO. And that's the thing. Every teacher that is a member is the INTO. And if you're giving out about the INTO, you have to get up and actually do something. Or mm. you're, you can't, you, it's kind of like being a member kind of uh, takes away your right to complain. Okay, that's <laughs> you right. know, that's, that's kind of how I view it. Fair uh, enough. No, that's all right. Yeah. So I decided, right, well, I'll be active. And I got involved and I went to Congress in Galway a couple of years ago and I loved it. And then it was in Clarny this year. I said, yeah, let's go again. And one of the motions that came up was um, about diversity and inclusion within teaching. 
mm. and within schools in particular. And it was quite a lengthy motion, but it spoke to a lot of different things. And um, one of my closest friends uh, was there and like we were staying in the same uh, Airbnb uh, at, like, and we were talking about this motion coming up and we were like, will we speak about it or not? And it was funny because he, he was asked to speak at a motion that he seconded um, mm. back when it was written. And um, he thought it was that motion this motion 10 I think it was so he prepared something for it and then found out no it's the other motion you have to speak on <laughs> so <laughs> it was like well I have the thing written now so then I was like well will I talk about my experience or not because you know it's really personal and really private mm. but it's also really uh, it, I can get some good out of it by speaking about it essentially yeah. I, I, yeah. I like I can make sure people listen to the whole point of the motion by saying well actually this is important because look what happened to me so basically the story I told was that um, 2013 was one of the hardest years of my life by far. Mm-hmm. Um, as And I alluded to it earlier, my partner fell seriously ill um, and was in hospital for three months. Mm-hmm. It was also uh, it was also tough because I couldn't. So when he fell ill, I was with him at the time and I. Um, I had to ring my principal and say, like, I can't come in tomorrow. But at the time, the Employment Equality Act of 1998 mm-hmm. had this tiny little section called Section <laughs> 7.1A. Um, and I'm not obsessive. It's just that when things affect you and only you and not the majority, you know mm. these things intricately. So I, I knew this, this uh, section of the Employment Equality Act stated that if a teacher undermined the ethos, the, the religious ethos of a school. Well, sorry, it didn't say teacher. If a worker undermined, because mm. uh, it was also applicable to um, hospitals that That's had yeah. or, or any other kind of institutions. That religious had institutions as well. I mean, obviously, but um, yeah. yeah. But it was more than that because it was schools and hospitals. So it said, if you, want, if you are seen to be undermining the religious ethos of the institution of which you were working for, I can't remember the exact wording, but basically you could be sacked. Um, yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> that was hanging over my head. And so I had to pl- play my words very carefully. Now, my partner, he does IT kind of stuff. And I had actually had him in the school I was working in at the time uh, to fix one or two laptops. Uh, and the principal knew him. And I said to the principal, listen, uh, remember that man that was in fixing the... Pro- yeah, well, I was with him and uh, he's in hospital and it's not looking great. So I'm not coming in tomorrow. And it was like, yeah, that's that's grand. Jeez, look after him, and that's terrible. And I hope you're all right. And da, da, da. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hung up the phone, ran back into the hospital, forgot about it. And then the next day, <clears throat> we got worse news that the the thing we had thought had happened was happening, okay. um, which I'm not going to go into detail. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then I had to ring the principal again, and now it was like I'm asking for a second day off, and I was like, oh, and I. I can't remember what I said, but I remember lying and making something up. And okay. here's the thing, like if you're if you're straight or or if you're um, LGBT, but in a straight relationship, it's very easy to just say my boyfriend, my girlfriend, whatever, yeah, yeah. or my husband or my wife or whatever. And there's not like any time any person who's LGBT or, or Q or I or A or any of the letters that are there, it, if like you have to constantly come out and when you do so you have to constantly either a judge and decide will i come out to this person or not am i safe mm-hmm. to say so or b mm-hmm. say it and be ready for a fight um yeah. i'm very much 
option B. I will say it to anyone and I will argue with them and I will defend myself sure. uh, if I need to. So thankfully, the principal said, yeah, that's fine. Sure, I'll see you Monday. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, I have tomorrow off, but I have to go back Monday. And at this stage, I didn't know what God his prognosis was or anything. And I couldn't I couldn't talk to the principal about it, really. Yeah. Um, you know. So um that kind of those few days went by. It was my first year being a support teacher as well, and I got no guidance or support on how to do it properly. Um, I had no idea what an IEP was or how to write one or how to have meetings with a parent about one or anything. Mm. Um, I was really struggling, but I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't ask for help because then the question would be, well, why are you struggling? Um, so I kind of faked it um, as much as I could, hoping I would make it, mm. uh, but I didn't. As another teacher in the school complained to the principal about me saying that I hadn't my paperwork up to scratch and, okay. and I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. Now, this teacher did that knowing that the night before I had been mugged. Oh, God. <laughs> um, no, but also what she didn't know uh, was that I had been mugged on the walk home from visiting my boyfriend in the hospital. Oh. Um, and I was on the phone to somebody and I talked about, I, and I said the words, my boyfriend, while I was walking. Oh, right. And uh, I was uh, jumped by three guys. Uh, they pushed me to the ground. They beat me. They kicked me. They punched me. Um, uh, and there were homophobic slurs said at me as I was as I was trying to get them off. Um, but one thing I always laugh at because you have to find the funny things is that I was on the phone to my mother <laughs> at the time. <laughs> so God love my mother. She started talking, listen to me talk about something, and then all of a sudden I get punched in the head. Oh, but I just remember the only emotion I have from the time was annoyance at my mother because <laughs> I took I had headphones in talking to her so I was I here's me getting beaten up and all I could hear in the phone was Connor 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 <laughs> like this and I just remember thinking ma'am will you shut up <laughs> oh, oh no um but anyway uh, so back back to the uh, horrific uh, elements I so as I was coming down the like this is day two after uh being mugged and everything that's going on in my personal life and like I'm getting up at half six in the morning, getting the bus into town, working in school, getting the bus all the way down to um, uh, the hospital, way down on the south side that my partner was in, and then getting home at half 11 at night, sometimes 12, depending on buses. Yeah. So like all this is going on. And then the uh, principal calls, just grabs me on the way out to yard duty and says, um, and I knew I was in trouble because mm. she's in front of the kids. Mr. Braden, can I have a word? <laughs> rather than connor and so yeah. like, oh here we go going oh, to the man. office she um i start getting given out to about you know where's your paper where's this where's that what's going on and i just broke down in tears and i said well you know that man that i was with um when he fell ill um that's actually my partner my boyfriend yeah. and the first words in my principal's mouth at the time was um well if that's the case the job's not there for you anymore <gasps> no so your reaction there, imagine that times 900. That's what happened in Congress. Uh, <laughs> like literally the entire crowd just, um, and lots of no's and lots of uh, tuts and all this kind of thing. So, um, gosh, yeah. I mean, to be that, I mean, I, I, I'm going no in, I mean, for the, for, obvi for the, for obviously how mad that is, but how overt. Yeah. She, yeah. She happened to be. Very, I, mean, I, I would have, I might not have had the same reaction if she had it went, mm, 
yeah. and, and you knew. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so that was a that was a Wednesday, and the first of the two days of parent teacher meetings was that afternoon, uh, and I had to be there for it. So I powered through the parent teacher meetings. Mm. Then um, day two Thursday, powered through the parent teacher meetings, and Friday was my last day by by order. Like I was told, Friday is your last day. You'll finish Gosh. it. Um, now at the time everything that that principal did was 100% legal she was within her right mm-hmm. um not moral right obviously no, no, um but was within her right so yeah that was it was tough um mm-hmm. especially with everything that had been happening so like everything i just said was september to early december like it was a very intense very difficult time and yeah, i think the fact that you have to hide you have to lie you have to dodge questions you know like the constant and this is bringing us now to the point of the the motion that was debated Mm. at congress um you know like when i know what it's like because when i that school was a catholic school and when you're in a catholic school and you do not fit the norm Mm. um of being a white straight catholic person yeah um you have to dodge questions and and you have to you, you you don't you don't automatically feel safe. Let's put it that way. Yeah, now, yeah, I am yeah, not, I to be really clear, I am not saying every Catholic school is homophobic or is uh, xenophobic or is religiously intolerant or whatever. I am not saying mm-hmm. that. I am not saying every principal and every teacher that teaches and chooses to teach in a Catholic school is mm-hmm. homophobic or any of those things. I oh, know. I mean, it's, it's, it's no. systematic and it's, you know, rather than... That's what I was going to say. It's, it's, it's because the... Catholic Church is at its core a homophobic institution. Mm-hmm. Now, absolutely, the 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 most recent Pope, um, whatever his name is, Francis, um, mm-hmm. he has said very positive things by the church's standards. <laughs> <laughs> but let's not forget that it is still, even though it's not in the Bible, it is still put down as a, a sin um you know and it's oh being gay isn't a sin but acting uh gay yeah. is and it's yeah. it's a lot of shite to be honest absolutely yeah i i i'm um i i i was uh i, I was raised um in the jewish faith and yeah. um we i i asked as a result of this i had to study the old testament up until my leaving search which is a which would turn anyone off religion really i i, I would suggest <laughs> but uh they really need to change their tack on, on on all this stuff but uh i remember you know learning the the rule on that you know the actual verse in the bible which has been somehow bastardized into this um homophobic kind of thing that goes through abrahamic religions and 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 so on and uh, not just abrahamic religions but others uh, and it's, it's just it's 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 amazing um how other things that are in the bible aren't i uh, didn't yeah. didn't didn't turn into that which i which is anyway that's that's just an aside but i get what you say i mean the and from a completely um different perspective in a way that you know um being a, any uh, minority whether that's you know uh, in my case an ethnic minority you do have to lie you know and you, you actually um, and from the very from the very time you step into the interview um thing you you essentially have to pretend to be um certainly um catholic but you know also what that also means um yeah. being catholic you know that means being straight or being you know believing that jesus is the messiah or whatever and um, so and and 
you know, there's expectations on it that may also be cultural or whatever. Uh, so no, I, 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 it's, it's, yeah, it's an horrific story. Gosh, I, I can't. Yeah, I'm, it is. And I, I will, I will preface it by saying like, I am aware that other people have had struggles worse than mine. Um, and I'm aware that other people are still struggling in, in different ways. I mean, at the mm. minute, um, like there's a lot of anti-trans rhetoric, you know, mm. and it's a kind of a thing of, me telling my story isn't me trying to go oh woe is me pity me please mm. no have me on your podcasts have me on your radios <laughs> let me talk yeah. it's not that it's about saying listen this stuff does happen and has happened like yeah. i was on news talk telling this story a few days ago and it's <laughs> like as the presenter said this isn't ancient history this is like seven years ago i was like I know. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. But isn't it interesting? You, you probably can only tell this story because of where you're teaching now, maybe. Is that would that be fair? Um, yes and no. I'd say I'd say there's a couple of things. One, um, I didn't feel comfortable telling this story until I had a, a permanent job, which I I because this person still is a <laughs> like was a name on my CV. Like I had to like January, I had to start hunting for jobs yeah. again after this. And this person was my <laughs> number one <laughs> reference because I had only ever worked in two schools and one of them oh, I was in for two and a half years that I had just been fired from because I have a boyfriend. So it's this awkward, difficult conversation. Now, I did speak of this principle uh, in a particular way. And after I had a day or two to calm down from it, I basically said, um, I need I need a reference because I need to start looking for jobs straight away. Um, and I got a reference the next morning and it was literally two sentences and it was um this teacher worked in this school from this date to this date and i um i highly recommend him for any position that you may have in your school that was all it said (laughs) so then and this this is what happens when you push someone that has been bullied and pushed all their lives past their point Mm. i went back and was like "Mm, that's not good enough Mm. um I was I I brought that to the INTO head office and I asked them what they thought of it and they thought that I could have been a better one so I need one that says this 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 and this and not a word of a lie that reference is still the best reference the, <laughs> the best reference anyone has ever given I like I like it I'm not joking like it's one of the most glowing references ever because what the principal was doing was oh I better keep Connor happy so he doesn't you know threaten me yeah. properly and all that or, or be done for a constructive dismissal or whatever it might be yeah. uh, which gosh so I mean two, is that that was December 2015 if I if I remember correctly 13. Uh, thir- was it 2013 yeah the law, no sorry two, December 2015 was when the law changed though yes yes that from happening yes um how I I know we're going a bit off topic, but how how was I mean that, that was an evening. I I I we we would have had absolutely opposite reactions to that to that evening. Um, I was really really disappointed after that because I was hoping that it would include all um anyone anyone uh, who was not of the ethos of the school couldn't be fired for undermining the ethos, and I I was really annoyed at the time, and I uh, uh, but. I mean, obviously, I was very happy that at least at least one group of people. It just sounds so crazy. It's so divisive. Even what I'm saying sounds stupid. But no, um, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It's it was well, it was fantastic. Um, but it was like every victory that you get when you're of a, in a minority. You know, it is it, it was bittersweet. Um, because yeah, yay, we we're in the clear. 
but look at all these people that were left behind um yeah you know it's it's yeah it was it was frustrating but it was also very um how can I put it there was a there was a sense of relief now at that stage I was permanent in the school I'm in now which is an educate together um so for all those people who commented <laughs> on Twitter and everything going, oh, well, they should go teach and educate together school. I am. <laughs> the point <laughs> is, the point is, I shouldn't have to. Exactly. And also, there's not even 100 educate together schools in the country, and that's including the secondary schools. Mm-hmm. So where else are we supposed to go? Are we all supposed to move to these 100 schools? Like there's more gay teachers than there are positions in educate together schools. I'll tell you absolutely, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, uh, that's uh, not including the Jewish teachers. That's not including the non-binary and gender non-conforming teachers. That's not mm-hmm. including the atheist teachers. Mm-hmm. That's not including, which I, I hope there are, but I doubt there is, uh, the Muslim teachers and the teachers. Yeah, there's, in- there's one. Um, one. <laughs> founder. Yeah. <laughs> well and madly enough, by again, going back to Ireland being a small country, her husband she's uh she i mean she's she's i think she's um she's 20 21 but she's married and her, but her husband was is the younger brother of someone who was in my class in school um oh, there you probably go. isn't a brilliant connection but anyway yeah. there's always one there though there's always, there's always something i mean it's that's actually a really crap connection <laughs> now that i said it <laughs> but um you know, you find these things out, but there is one. Um, and actually, there's this uh, interesting scheme, which I, I find uh, interesting, not in a positive way, that um, e- e- um, ethos uh, along religious lines can, 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 can create unintended consequences, let's say, that um, there's um, a sort of a center for Islam that's encouraging young women to get into primary school teaching so that they can teach in the Muslim schools that they're um, in, in, well, in Dublin at the moment, but there is a hope that uh, Muslim schools would expand as the Muslim population of Ireland expands, uh, you know, as, as it does. Um, so in a way, it's, it's almost uh, perpetuating this, you know, it's, it's very against the educate together ethos isn't it uh, it, yeah. the one thing i think is really funny is there's so many people out there who don't know the history of why educate together started and it was because of religious intolerance and it was mm. because of the troubles in ireland like that's literally mm. the reason why it was because catholics and protestants were literally shooting and blowing each other up in the north yeah. and yeah. some teachers and parents and dockey said you know what let's put the prods and the catholics together and everything be fine and dandy <laughs> you know like that's the whole yeah. point of it exactly exactly it's it, it, it's astonishing but uh, that you know, people are fitting into this odd system. But anyway, let's get back to Congress because I mean, you, you're yeah, sorry, you know, that was it. That was told it. your story, um, and the reaction was uh, was the same as mine, multiplied by nine hundred. Um, then what happened? Um, it was kind of intense. Um, like I, so it's funny because it, uh, the the man who spoke immediately after me, um was that close friend I had spoken about earlier and mm. he actually spoke about his experience of being an atheist teacher mm. in uh, in a religious uh, school and how his previous principal had like or vice principal gave him a lift one day and just casually goes do you believe in god because my young son he's around your age and he says he doesn't and sure doesn't every young fellow go through an atheism phase and, da, da, da. and <laughs> you know like it, so it, it was just this awkward situation now how can I put this I brought the room way down. Everyone was depressed. Everyone was angry. Everyone was upset. And thank God he followed up. And also thank God that he, I keep saying thank God. I don't believe in God. Um, but oh, right. thankfully he brought the room back up. And I think I don't think anyone else could have done that. But because he knew me and because he knew 
that I this is what Connor needs as well. He kind of started telling jokes and people got back up into a kind of a let's all we're all doing this together thing. Mm-hmm. Um I I didn't realize till hours afterwards when we got back to the Airbnb and my partner who had come down with us and he was doing things, he met up with us after. Um, we told him the story and my friend was like, you got a standing ovation. I was like, what? I didn't know because the adrenaline was going so much. I just went to my seat, sat down. I was like, oh no, the secret's out now. Everyone knows. Is this principal going to hire a hitman and take me out? <laughs> All these things are going through my head. And, um, yeah, so that that's just, it, it, was, it was amazing. Um, the, it got stressful then because journalists started coming over to me and started going like so can you give us a bit more info and there was people saying they needed the name of my school that i that, um, which obviously now in one sense yeah i can say it because i'm an assistant principal in an educated girls school and permanent and their years you know what can they do but then mm-hmm. there's also oh yeah sue me uh, <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, i decided uh, yeah i had to i had to play my cards very carefully and then the whole drive back, people were ringing me and DMing me on Twitter and, and ringing and DMing my friend on Twitter as well and going like, oh, this person from RT wants to talk to him. This person from the Irish Times wants to talk to him. This person, the examiner. The examiner ran a piece without even talking to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, and so there was a lot of stress because, it, yeah, it was my story, but like it's kind of a pivotal part of it is that my boyfriend was sick at the time yeah um, but this happened and it was his story too and I kind of felt uh, guilty no mm-hmm. not guilty I, I just I kind of felt that like I had kind of dragged him into this freakish whirlwind attention mm-hmm. yeah. without really giving him a chance to consent to it um, yeah yeah now he was he was fine with it and he was supportive and everything but sure. you know I still you still feel guilty when you do that to your partner I know, I know. That, that, that's absolutely understandable. That's um, gosh, it's a fascinating, uh, a fascinating. Sorry, I didn't. I actually didn't know the the story. I just, I just. Oh, did you, you not? Okay. No, I, I just saw you. You, you spoke. Uh, you know the, uh, kind of generically or even generally about you know. <laughs> no, no, there is no. There's a lot gosh, of you see, you're a story being a storyteller again. It comes, <laughs> but um, but God, what a story! That's amazing, and particularly all the layers and everything else around it. So there is part two of this interview with Connor Braden. Uh, shocking story. I, I I'm still can't get over it, to be honest with you. But I uh, come back after part three of this interview, uh, which will be up in a few more days, where we'll talk to Connor about a little bit more about the education system in general, some tips for teachers who might want to t- teach about LGBT plus issues and finally what he would do if he were the Minister for Education. Look forward to talking to you then. All the best. Bye.